Hey there, pilgrims. Welcome back to Venture Pill. We've got another delectable dose of innovative startups for y'all this week. First, we cover Ani AI, a startup that just raised $12 million to bring its burger cooking robot, aka Alpha Grill, to more restaurants. The round was led by Intervest with participation from SV Investment, Capstone Partners, and more. Next, you'll hear us break down Upsmith, the startup aiming to address the massive skilled labor shortage by addressing employee productivity through a unique incentive platform. They just raised $5 million in funding led by Hannah Gray VC with participation from A16Z and others. And closing out this week's dose, we have a Pilfolio update. Built Rewards, the company that lets users earn points and build credit by paying for rent with their credit card, raised a $200 million funding round led by General Catalyst. The raise doubled the startup's valuation to $3.1 billion. We've got a triple unicorn on our hands here, Sam. Love that from the Pillfolio. And got to say, that's a triumphant trio for you right there. So let's do this thing. This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, kicking off this week's dose, we have Ani AI, which raised $12 million to bring its burger cooking robot, Alpha Grill, to more restaurants. The round was led by Intervest, joined by SV Investment, UK's Ignite Innovation, and Capstone Partners. So to set the scene here, you and I have been covering this growing trend, noticing how it's happening with AI starting to replace some jobs. Uh, Feels like every week we see a different job being impacted by this. Let's focus in here on the restaurant business. So robot adoption in the restaurant business specifically is growing in popularity as it can help restaurants address pain points like labor shortages and rising wage issues, two things we've also covered in the past separately. According to a fascinating research report by Aaron Allen, which we linked in the show notes, robotics enables restaurants to save 30 to 70% of labor costs, and restaurants could replace more than 80% of restaurant positions with robots. Wow, a massive opportunity and just a shift in the industry. A little more from CEO Gunpil Huang. Burger chains hire six to eight kitchen staff per shift to grill burgers. Alpha Grill enables restaurants to engage only one staff member to grill burgers. So a massive cost saving right there. And according to BCC's recent Global Kitchen Robotics and Automation Market Research Report, analysts forecast that the global kitchen robotics and automation market will grow from $2.1 billion in 2022 to $5.3 billion in 2028. Just a, a small little 16.6% compound annual growth rate. <laughs> Something light. Yeah, that is that is a crazy stat. And again, these research reports were awesome. Definitely encourage our listeners to check them out. But yeah, again, I mean, seemingly this is a space that is ripe for disruption with AI and robotic automation. Um, we've covered like Blank Street Coffee, which is automating the barista. 
and we've covered a couple mm-hmm. other startups in the space too. But if you work at one of these restaurants, this has to be a little bit unsettling. A little unsettling, but stay tuned for our next company. And that may be a solution, actually. <laughs> it's true. But in the meantime, a little bit more on the product, which is Alpha Grill, which is the company's double-sided grill that launched in 2022 that's capable of cooking 200 patties per hour or eight Ooh, patties. That is a- that is a that is a nice PPH. That is a serious <laughs> that is a serious PPH. Yeah, we we lovingly dubbed this robot SpongeBot SquarePants because it reminds <laughs> us of some Krabby Patties at the Krusty Krab. But yeah, eight patties simultaneously. That's after human staff places them on a grill. So as we mentioned, there still needs to be some human staff, uh, you know, at hand just to make sure that the that the robot is positioned correctly. Additionally, the startup plans to launch its first manufacturing facility, Factory One, in South Korea this year to meet the growing market demand for Alpha Grill. And to highlight that demand, there are around 500 pre-orders for delivery starting in the first quarter of 2024. Lastly, the manufacturing facility will be able to produce more than 1,000 robots annually, uh, which again underscores some increasing demand here amongst restaurants and you think specifically fast food restaurants to start with this burger cooking robot, but we'll see what the future holds really. Yeah. And on top of launching their manufacturer facility in South Korea, the company also plans to deploy a cloud-based AI software platform for the robot called Alpha Cloud. Of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So this cloud-based AI software and real-time vision sensor work together to enable Alpha Grill to perceive the environment, identify the color of the patties on the grill, and monitor their temperature, shape, and quality. That's insane. That's pretty cool. Uh, And if the user's patty does not meet the recipe's standards and specifications, Alpha Grill promptly notifies the cooking staff on hand to ensure quality control. So again, a partnership between technology uh, software, AI, and still people uh, need to be involved, obviously, but a lot of that automation t- taking over for manual labor, um, it- it's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm curious who cooks a better burger between an experienced patty chef or the robot. I think maybe the experienced person will at first, but over time with enough training and specification, I I feel like the Alpha Girl might give the employee a run for their yeah. money. Listen, we can we can be the taste testers. <laughs> we volunteer. <laughs> and so looking a little further down the line, the startup is currently developing its second product called the Alpha Kitchen. It's all a room full of alphas here. The product <laughs> is expected to launch in 2025 and will be able to automate the entire burger making process from cooking patties and toasting buns to dispensing vegetables and other ingredients even dispensing mustard for you, Sam. <laughs> you know I don't like mustard, dude. <laughs> but you know I like my buns toasty. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, that's a crazy, a crazy new product. You know, I mean, ultimately, seemingly cutting even more employees out of out of the equation here, being able to prepare the burger, shape the patties, cook them, toast the buns, the vegetables on top. It's a... Uh, really becoming a one-stop shop for the entire burger operation. Plus, there's already those screens at a lot of fast food restaurants that take your order, right? So there, mm-hmm. there could be a day you walk into your local McDonald's and it's all a you know touch and 
friction-free process, minimal interaction, which I don't think I like, but seems to be happening. I don't know. It's happening quick, and McDonald's and those those places will soon become not one of the larger employers in the world, um, and those people will need to find some work. So again, we'll we'll be covering our next company here shortly that may be able to address that actually. But uh, to wrap up the the segment here on on AI, it currently serves seven customers, including fast food burger chains in South Korea. Uh, they've also been testing Alpha Grill with burger chains here in the U.S. since last year. And the startup will use this latest capital raise to ramp up its activity both in the U.S. and South Korea. Yeah, so curious to see what the future holds here for Ani AI. I think it's definitely becoming a more saturated and competitive space within venture capital. There's gradually been a lot of automation of the kitchen. And again, we mentioned the barista drink space as well. You and I were at an event a couple months ago where there was an AI bartender, right? Or a robotic bartender mm-hmm. right next to a real bartender. And uh, <laughs> I chose to go to the real bartender uh, because it was a little awkward if I didn't, it felt like, but there was a huge line for the robotic bartender the whole time. So yeah, it's, you know, highlighting a, a, a massive trend that we're starting to see in the food and drink sector. And we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I think we're not too far away from, like I said, being at a restaurant where everything is automated. You're just going there and pressing a few buttons and a robot makes your burger for you. I think at the end of the day, if the taste, the quality, the price, if that, if that all improves or remains the same, then people, people will adjust, right? And so with that, we segue. This is one of the best segues we've had, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that think we just kind of stop and go into the next segment, well, this is this is uh, a relevant uh, connection here. Our next company is Upsmith, which announced $5 million in funding led by Hannah Gray VC with participation from A16Z, also known as Andreessen Horowitz, as well as others. And this company based out of Dallas, Texas, so not too far up by 35 there here in Texas. Uh, They're aiming to address the massive skilled labor shortage by addressing employee productivity through their platform, their service. Now, this is a huge and growing problem that we've covered in the past. Uh, Namely, of course, we've uh, interviewed the founder of a company I work for, Interplay Learning. His name's Doug Donovan, and you can check out episode 56. Uh, Nearly a year ago, we went in and did our first in-person interview with Doug. It was one of our favorites to this day. And he actually does a really, I mean, great interview overall, but if you're curious to just hear, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, straight from the horse's mouth, how, <laughs> uh, what this what this problem is like and, and why it matters and, and what Interplay is doing to solve it uh, through powerful training, give that one a listen. Uh, really, really good. Uh, Doug is one of the most well-spoken, um, smart people I know, so... Uh, give that one a, a listen to hear a little bit more about this really the same problem that Upsmith is looking to solve. Yeah, we definitely saw how the sausage was made directly from the horse's mouth. <laughs> and it was, it was our first in-person interview really opened the floodgates for dozens of in-person interviews. So for that alone, let, let alone the great interview and the content within, uh, Doug is forever a legend for, for in yeah. Pilgrim history. But Getting back to Upsmith, according to the startup CEO, Wyatt Smith, he summed it up nicely when he presented at a Praxis event last year. 
Across our country and around the world, we have a skilled labor crisis. Over 1.3 million openings in construction and manufacturing, the industrial backbone of our nation. And at the same time, over 15 million people that are languishing, caught in low-value work or out of the workforce altogether, are looking for ways to get back in. Our goal at Upsmith is to enhance productivity, to give employers opportunities to increase revenue, and to do so in ways that create high-purpose, high-dignity, high-paying careers for a new generation of builders. So Wyatt did a great job of highlighting the purpose and mission of this company and we mentioned the perfect segue. I think, you know, this this touches on people that are out of the workforce altogether or might be fearing being displaced from the workforce by robotics in the near future, as well as other, you know, target market. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's going to be a growing target market for them um, or not necessarily target market because they're not targeting the the people, but, um, you know, ultimately the, the end user and, and the solution to the shortage. They're also going to be looking within groups like former military, immigrants, uh, high school graduates. It's huge, right? It, we've grown to expect all high school graduates to go to a college, a four-year college, and an expensive college, and that, everyone needs to do that. Uh, there are high-paying jobs to be had with, you know, valiant careers and and in high-skill trades. And so that's a big opportunity is sort of shifting public opinion and taking advantage of that as as people hopefully realize there are a lot of other opportunities. And then just generally, there's people that might be working in the gig economy, which we've talked about a lot, or just your typical common hourly wage jobs that blend into those that you're discussing with the burger flippers and a lot of others that may be replaced with AI and robotics soon. So there's a lot of people that are going to need to shift into new roles. And uh, I think it's very key that, that he's emphasizing these are going to be high pay careers, high value, high purpose, high dignity. Like these are great things to encourage people into a career rather than, you know, just a job. Right. And part of the solution will incentivize those people to join Upsmith uh, because the platform encourages the right behaviors by employees to learn more quickly, be more productive and efficient on the job, which ultimately leads to better profitability and growth for the business's bottom line at large. Yeah. So think of this as like a tool that Upsmith sells to, you know, your local HVAC company or a construction business or, you know, some sort of skilled trade business that needs, you know, a better way to find people to do the job. These people are the lifeblood of the business. And so, um, you know, this is a business to business play that helps these business owners uh, get more people in the door and train them up quickly and get more out of each employee. Right. And so with this announcement, uh, they've actually announced a new product called Boost, which incentivizes employees to do the right things, do the things that make the business more money. And in doing so, the employees earn Upsmith points, which can be redeemed for new tools. Vacation days, I saw, can get creative with the incentives, but ultimately there's a marketplace where they can redeem these points for things. And they're claiming that $10 invested in this program leads to $50 in return for the business. So a true investment in your people and productivity of your people leading to direct outcomes that that improve your business and grow your business. And this goes hand in hand, honestly, with what Interplay does, uh, who I work for and the types of businesses that I've 
gotten to know really well over the last four years. This is the core issue that everybody's facing. No matter where you are in the country or the world, there's a shortage of skilled talent. People are retiring out of these jobs and we have to replace them with new people that generally don't have the skills. If they do, they're they're highly coveted and they probably already have a job, right? And so it's incentivizing them, it's training them. And between those two things, that's a really good recipe to to address this problem. And if there's a lot of people coming out of other jobs that are getting replaced by AI and robotics, then we need to figure out how to get them into these important jobs. Because like Wyatt said, the backbone of our nation and of any nation is these skilled trades, these super important and essential uh, jobs. Um, so talk about interplay and, and uh, Upsmith playing a big role in that. Uh, and we even partner with Upsmith, their customer of ours as well. So super excited that they're raising this round and, and that we can work together to, to address this problem. Yeah, that's well said, partner. And to, to put a closing point on Upsmith, this round of funding comes after a $3.3 million seed round that was led by Andreessen Horowitz back in 2022, uh, which is notable aside from it being a sizable seed round. It marks interest from a top-tier tech firm like Andreessen in the blue-collar trades, signaling a big market opportunity in the coming years and decades and recognizing a lot of what you just talked about there, like the, the, the opportunity and the importance of these jobs. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about mission, impact, and just a need for our nation and, and any nation facing this problem. Uh, putting venture capital dollars behind this could see massive returns in addition to massive impact. And that's the sweet spot that we love. So rooting for them and, and more businesses and more VC firms to get in on the action to address this problem and the other surrounding problems in the industry. And closing out this week's dose, we have an exciting Pilfolio update. Ring the bell, yeah. Sam. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> Built Rewards raised a $200 million funding round led by General Catalyst, which doubles the startup's valuation up to $3.1 billion. As a refresher, oh, baby. That's big time. That's big time. As a refresher, we covered their $150 million Series B back in January of 2023, almost a year ago, back on Dose 49, when we were young and, wi and wide-eyed, <laughs> young, hungry, and wide-eyed. And so this latest round was led by General Catalyst, and they were joined by Eldridge, as well as existing investors, Left Lane Capital, Camber Creek, and Process Ventures, also contributing to the round. Of note... Ken Chenault, the chairman and managing director of General Catalyst, is joining Build's board of directors as part of the new funding, something that's pretty common, especially as you get later stage startup raising such a big round. Uh, but also, interestingly, something we just had to mention, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell <laughs> is also joining the board as an independent director. Uh, and an in, in interesting and perplexing move here. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I imagine Roger recognizes the opportunity that Built proposes. Yeah, I, I'm baffled by that. We have never seen his name pop up in any of these, you know, among many, many other athletes and celebrities. So that was pretty funny. But he makes a lot of money. I don't know if we know if he has any financial incentive or investment or if he's merely just a member of the board. But 
Yeah, you're right. Interesting. We'll we'll leave it at that. If any pilgrims out there have any <laughs> other information <laughs> about this, we're we're just so curious. But anyways, to recap it a little bit more, Built has two main offerings, and and you can listen back if you're curious on dose forty nine how how we covered them then. But we talked about their Built Mastercard and the Built Rewards Loyalty Program. So card users can earn points and improve their credit by simply paying rent each month, which is kind of a new novel thing. You usually don't pay rent with a credit card. That's what Built allows you to do. And the points that you earn can be used in a variety of loyalty programs, including airlines, hotels, travel, fitness, Amazon, uh, even credit towards rent or a future down payment. And this was all developed and issued in partnership with Wells Fargo. Right, yeah. And the the credit card has some awesome rewards worth digging into, checking out if you're listening to this. But talking about the loyalty program, which was developed in partnership with an alliance of the nation's largest real estate owners, which is what enables the startup to offer these services. So the network consists of the nation's largest multifamily groups, totaling almost 4 million units across the country. And the members of this rewards alliance include Graystar, Brookfield, Cushman, and Wakefield, and many more, some major players, the biggest players in the real estate space. Additionally, when we last covered them, they had just launched Built Homes, which aims to help renters find affordable homes, make the switch from renting to owning. So the platform automatically takes the renter's information, how much they pay in rent currently, and factors in real-time market data to recommend suitable homes in their area. Another cool feature, and I think we're going to cover it some more in this breakdown, but seems like Built is starting to transition into the homeowning space as well as the apartment rental, multifamily rental space. Yeah, super interesting where they're going to grow, which areas they're going to grow into. We'll get there. But first, a little bit more on the traction. Uh, really, in the last year, uh, in a written statement, Built said its annualized member spend is nearing $20 billion, and the company achieved EBITDA profitability in 2023 last year. So big milestones there. At the time of its last raise, the company's loyalty program and payment platform had been rolled out to more than $2.5 million, uh, $2.5 million apartment units. And today, as you mentioned, that number is up to nearly 4 million units. So just big growth, partnerships with those giant names, and I'm sure only continuing to grow as other uh, management and, and real estate companies realize this is a great tool and product to to provide to residents. Yeah, totally. With with this fresh funding in hand and the impressive cap table, you you can imagine a world where Built is just covering the entire country or most of it with their alliance uh, in the real estate space. Uh, but actually digging into what they're going to use this new capital for, so they plan to use the new capital towards expanding their rewards alliance, which partners with multifamily, single family, and student housing operators nationwide. So maybe uh, college students will be able to use the built rewards card to build credit and pay for their rent. The funding mm -hmm. will also go towards bolstering the neighborhood rewards program, which aims to help local merchants connect and build loyalty with new and existing residents in their community. And in this rewards program, members are rewarded for spending in their community on things like dining, rideshare services, and grocery purchases. 
And lastly, the company also plans to expand into mortgage payment rewards, which again, doubles down on what we alluded to earlier, but looks like with the neighborhood program and the mortgage payment program, they're starting to bridge the gap between the rent market and the home ownership market and really be the go-to payment for all real estate related spending. That's huge. I mean, you see why they've doubled in size, $3.1 billion valuation uh, in a year. They're conquering this space, capitalizing on the opportunity. And I mean, there are a lot of dollars flowing in rent and mortgage payments, obviously, and, and they're leading the charge and kind of revolutionizing how we think about how this money flows and, and building credit alongside it. I think it's awesome. It's a win-win for everybody involved. Yeah, totally agreed. Excited to see what's to come for Built. Uh, before we wrap up the episode and let everyone get back to their regularly scheduled listening, we wanted to give an honorable mention to our friends at Alinea Invest, who recently announced a $3.4 million seed round led by F7 Ventures and GFR. They also mentioned plans to launch an AI co-pilot feature. We're excited to see what's next. Big congrats and shout out to the co-founders, Eve Halimi, who I interviewed back on episode 73, as well as her co-founder, Anam Lakhani. Super exciting. Uh, again, we, we mentioned it with Built, but we love to see a portfolio company being successful and growing uh, and raising a, a notable round in this, especially in this venture climate. So tip of the cap, special shout out to our friends over at Alinea Invest. Yeah, big congrats. And uh, they're making up for the fact that they were on the only venture pill episode without me. So, <laughs> well, then more, more startups are going to want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the correlation is not causation people listening out there. Okay. So it's not, don't, don't think that <laughs> don't get it twisted, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a great episode. Good, good work there. And congrats to the team at Alinea. Uh, Pillfolio is doing well, man. Only only ways up. Yeah, no, I, it's super encouraging and exciting to see all these recent updates from the team. Uh, I think not. You know, we love to speculate a little bit. Hopefully, we'll cover this later. But saw some rumblings of a massive cohere fundraising round potentially on the horizon. It's a little teaser mm -hmm. spoiler. You know, I I'm not breaking any news. If you're if you're staying in touch with it, you've probably read about it too. But hopefully, we'll get to spotlight them, give them a shout out as well, because it looks like they're on the brink of a really a mega round. You gotta love a good horizontal rumbling. <laughs> yep, always have. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah, no, uh, another good episode in the books here. We'll we'll let you all go and. As always, appreciate you listening, sharing our show, and engaging with us on social media. Big things to come this year, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low key, okie dokie. That's alright, but wait, I 
don't know how to do 